Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, you beautiful lot. Welcome back to Mouth Off Radio, your weekly podcast from nastygal.com. Here at Mouth Off Radio, we want to invite all women from all walks of life to come in and mouth off with me. Today's guest is smashing it in her field and breaking down barriers. She's the first hijab-wearing model and the face of the 2015 H&M Close the Loop campaign. She has since become an activist, a humanitarian, an aspiring vocal actress, and hopefully the first hijab-wearing Disney princess. Disney, if you're listening, help a sister out. With that all said and done, it's time to introduce our guest, Maria Idrissi. Thank you for having me. Right, so today we're going to be um, talking a little bit about you, celebrating you, what you've achieved. Um, And from what I understand, uh, Mm -hmm. you started out or you gained notoriety by appearing in H&M's Close the Loop campaign in 2015. Yes, a few years ago. And you became one of the first Muslim models to wear a hijab. Yeah. (laughs) And... Um, you are now a leading authority on modest fashion. So what does that mean, modest fashion? It's like a very subjective kind of term, I'd say, because modesty obviously like can mean so many different things to different people, depending on their culture, their background. Yeah. For me, modest fashion really just represents a woman who wears a hijab for mm-hmm. like religious reasons or yeah. personal reasons. Um, but obviously it's, it's wider than that. So it just depends on the person. But for me, it relates to me being a Muslim and wearing a hijab. Okay. And then um, what is it about fashion that has interested you particularly? What is it that allures you to, you know, throw it? Because I had a look on your Instagram. I always do this, a stalking <laughs> And uh, you put you pull together some amazing looks. Um, oh. So is that something that comes to you naturally? Is it something that you've worked on? Have you always been interested in fashion and styling and stuff like that? Do you know what I like? Be, I think when you're a creative, everyone that's a creative has that kind of identity when it comes to, to fashion you know yeah. they've got their own identity so from a young age I've always had um, my own kind of style yeah obviously it's changed over years thank <laughs> god <laughs> but like yeah I've not I don't have like a stylist unless there's particular events and stuff I might yeah. grab someone in but generally it's just yeah just dress myself I've always been a bit of a tomboy yeah. so I don't really like to wear heels unless I have to uh, I heel, like to be comfortable heels, generally <laughs> Trainers and flats are the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think with with every creative, they just they have their own sense of style. To be honest, so you've done a lot of modelling. Now, was that something that you aspired to do, or just stumbled into it? Literally, with the H and M campaigns, I was fortunate to have my first gig 
with the, the second largest retailer in the world. I wasn't trying to be a model. I got scouted. Okay. And then um, it was funny because when she scouted me, it's a woman called Coralie. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm a casting director. And because my background was in film, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be in a movie. I'm going to be like Harry Potter 10 or whatever they're bringing out. <laughs> so I was so excited. And then she was like, oh, no, I do more like fashion casting. I was like, oh. So I was a bit disappointed, oh. the audacity. <laughs> and then um, when I realised it was for H&M, I was like, okay, that's okay. pretty decent. Same, say more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, say more. And then, um, but even so, you know, doing like an extra kind of role in anything, you don't expect to get recognised. Yeah. Um, you just kind of do it either just for the money or for the for the profile, whatever it is, you know, just to put on the portfolio. So then when it came out and it was a huge thing, that's when I was like, oh my God, what do I do now? Everything yeah. just, it just hit Changed. me. Yeah, because that wasn't the plan at all. I didn't even have Instagram. Like, I had Instagram, but it was private. It was just for friends yeah. and family. Yeah. I wasn't using it as a tool for anything. Um, just finished uni, like, okay, I'm going to get my job in <laughs> the film industry somehow. Like just completely normal. Is that what you studied at? At university. I did English and history. Okay. Because um, I wanted to get into screenwriting. Okay. Um, so that was like, yeah, that was the goal. Just mm-hmm. get my foot in the door. And then it's like, oh, you're a model now. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> God, <laughs> I, like, I have a different <laughs> yeah. plan for you. <laughs> Literally, yeah. But, you know, it's amazing because everything kind of does like a 360 mm-hmm. because film is obviously a very hard industry to get into uh-huh. as well. Yeah. So I'm grateful because I've got into an industry yes. um, with a head start. So now it's making it a lot easier to, to get into other things that Amazing. I want to get into. So using your platform to, to project and go forward. Yeah. How exciting. So was modelling something that your family and friends were very supportive of? They were, because my dad's like, that's it, she's going to make millions of pounds and, <laughs> like Naomi Campbell. And I was like, I don't know about that. But <laughs> um, so yeah, they were, they were definitely supportive because I was I was doing something I feel like that was spiritually driven as well. Like I'm promoting something that's yeah. my faith um, indirectly. So mm-hmm. there was like substance to what I was doing. It's not just... Um, yeah, because you weren't you compromising know. who you were as Yeah, well, so. exactly. And if people knew working with me, they knew why they're working with me. It's a, it's a specific thing. They're not going to try to change anything. So yeah, it's, it's great to be able to not have to conform to anything and mm-hmm. I can just be myself. Just be you. Yeah. So you've been very busy. Um, you're always up to something on Instagram. What <laughs> projects are you working on at the moment? What's going on with you? So now I do a lot of consultancy for fashion brands more than even modelling, I'd say. Just okay. Because I'm 26 and re- reaching retirement age. In- <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. No, I'm <laughs> this girl looks like 17 at yeah. best. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I just, you know, like... Again, I, I like to go through um, phases in life. Like the more I grow, it's like, okay, cool. This was fun. Now let's go on to the next challenge and, yeah. um, and see what else I can do. But also because whilst I was doing, I still model obviously, but whilst I was really like full force, yeah. I was doing a lot of consultancy, but not getting paid for it because a lot of brands that wanted to work with me as a model mm-hmm. also would get me involved in some of the behind the scenes stuff as well. Yeah. I was like, hold up, hold up. Y'all trying to hustle me. <laughs> so, so then um, just recently I've I've teamed up with a friend um, who's got his own consultancy company and now we're we're looking at making that more of a thing um, to consult for brands because we know a lot of a lot of brands want to tap into the, the Muslim market, but yeah. um, if you don't work with people from the demographic you're trying to tap into. How are you gonna do it? How are you gonna do it exactly? And we we've seen things mess up too many times in fashion. Yeah. So it's like there's no excuses anymore if people are putting themselves out there saying this is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and then also with the film side of things, I did a, a voiceover course. I really enjoy it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be a voiceover actor. 
Do you do lots of like character voices or is it just presenting or all of it? kind of so mainly I want to go into more like characters to animation cool that's that's like the dream yeah um somewhere but literally just this year I've kind of aligned all my things together because I just felt for a long time with with the the whole thing happening with me as a model that wasn't the plan Mm. so I felt like my energy got shifted yeah and I wasn't pursuing the things I really wanted to do as much as I enjoy doing what I'm doing it's like but what was my ultimate purpose what was what was I trying to do before all of this yeah and it was just kind of finding that path, I'd yeah. say, for the last couple of years um, and not getting distracted because you can see uh, things can lead from one thing to another. Even like with consultancy, I never planned on doing that. Yeah. There's so many things that just, you know, get dumped in. and You're like, hold on, I need to filter out what I want to do and what I don't want to do. So apart from your consultancy, I see that you do a lot of charity and humanitarian work. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. So that, I think, is influenced by my mum mainly because she she's always been like mother of the community, trying to save the planet, uh-huh. <laughs> hippies. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, that's always inspired me that I can see my mum being so good at juggling a bunch of things. And one of those things is always benefiting other people, wh- wherever it is. So it's always been a part of my life to do some sort of activism or just charity work yeah um and then now obviously with the platform and everything it helps because it's like I can I can still do that and also encourage other people to do it as well and to just be aware Mm -hmm. so one of the charities I work with closely is Islamic Relief that's probably the main charity I work with and it's just because they have like a vast range of projects that they do yeah and the most recent one that I'm an ambassador for is uh it's called Honor Her so it's basically ending gender-based violence and um focusing on ending like sexual violence, uh, FGM, everything that comes under that category. So I went to Niger uh, last year in December and just got to see the work they're actually doing on the field. Yeah. And yeah, I'm so happy that I'm I'm working with them. It looked incredible. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was amazing. Going back into uh, fashion. So we've we've been talking about the fashion industry. um, And what do you think needs to be done within England Mm -hmm. um, to be more inclusive with women and women's fashion? I think now there has to be a bigger goal that unites everyone. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's around sustainability because fashion is actually the second largest cause of pollution in the world. And I think we're in a time now where rather than like looking at things that don't share the same important, they are important, but like I feel like that's a very important factor that all of us can connect and relate to and come together in. Yeah. And rather than looking at, should we work with this person to tick the black box or the brown box or whatever? It's like, let's work with people that share that same common like understanding or goal mm-hmm. um, and just bringing in people that way. And that, I think that way naturally will be more focused on a message rather than just the outer appearance of someone. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I'm trying to work towards more. There are conversations happening about sustainability and mm. what we need to do in order to ensure that there's a future. Yeah, exactly. So I think it is very important that we do look at it from as, as a responsibility for everyone. Yeah. You know, everyone is responsible for the exactly. earth you know this is our only home so, yeah literally yeah. I think yeah. those things are really important definitely. and thank you for addressing them oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely people that are experts in this I don't know much <laughs> but I just know I need to be part of it so. thinking specifically about Muslim women and their experiences of uh, fashion mm-hmm. within the UK do you think that there's a lot more that we need to do in order to have Um, outlets for Mm. women um, who do want to wear traditional wear or do you think um, you know it's something that is serviced 
well and ample within the communities. In our communities, we definitely have it's very saturated, like mainstream fashion. There, there are so many brands that are providing, you know, modest wear. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the accessibility for us, like in the UK, because okay. obviously a lot of these brands are based in the in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, and maybe the ones that are here are just it's like one extreme. They're very traditional. Yeah. I wear jeans and or well, today I'm not. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it's already ironed. But <laughs> generally speaking, <laughs> like, I'm just like jeans, tracksuit, whatever. You know. Yeah. So more of a casual dresser. So then that's where there is sometimes a bit of. A, a challenge when it hits summertime yeah it's like oh no <laughs> you know I still need to cover up yeah um, but so I think it's not so much a responsibility I think it's more courtesy yeah and also it's business it's money we're saying there is something that we're looking for mm-hmm. and again that goes back to uh, collaborating and just working with people from that demographic obviously if, it, if Muslims were like a tiny tiny drop in the ocean population then you know it's 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 a bit more challenging to to work towards trying to open you know different options for them, but there's a lot of us. There is a so lot, so it makes sense. It does to, make sense. To yeah, have outlets for for the community. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So kind of keeping on on this theme, who would your dream designer or brand to work with be? Who would you want to work know, with? Yeah, consult or. Do you know what? I'd love to work with Burberry because they're just such a British, classy brand. Yeah. Yeah. They are iconic, aren't they? Yeah, so iconic. The most iconic iconic British brand. So that would be amazing. I'd love to see what that looks like. Yeah. Because, I mean, fashion for me, it it should be inclusive and I want to see what everyone's doing, like, across the board. And I think... Burberry would be a really great one. It would be so powerful. Yeah, it would be really a big statement. Yeah, definitely. What has been your career highlight so far? Because I understand that you've even done a TED talk. Yeah, that was um, was a couple of years ago. So it was called Changing the Face of Fashion. Uh Um, Again, off the H&M campaign because it was such a big deal. So uh, it was just a talk around like how I kind of see what's gonna mm-hmm. gonna happen it was more about my story yeah more of an inspirational kind of talk but um also like the future of modest fashion because they're still questioning is it just a trend but to be honest since the h&m thing where we've seen that boom happen mm-hmm. just with more diversity and 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 brands collaborating like it's been a few years now so mm-hmm. it's been almost how many oh my god four what? years yeah yeah so I, yeah so i'm like i don't think it's a i don't think it's a trend no. <laughs> i think it's here to yeah. stay you were picked up um, to do the 2015 campaign for H&M. And then, yeah. as I said before, your career has exploded. You've been all over um, fashion um, editorials mm. and talks and great humanitarian work. Um, and I would say that you are an inspiration to other Muslim women. How does it Thanks. feel to have that kind of accolade and to be yeah. that person? I'm quite, I, I view things, I don't know if, I could call it traditional, but I do think if you have a following and you've chosen to be in a career that attracts that, then you have a responsibility. Yeah. So I don't really agree when celebrities are like, I'm not trying to be a role model. Well, then why were you going yeah. full, full, knowing well, you're getting into an industry that's going to attract a following. You yeah. Know? So even if you don't want to be a role model, even if you don't want what comes with it, like it's just what comes with the job. You just take it on board and then you just have to be a little bit more like responsible about what you put out there yeah. and then day everyone no one's perfect so whatever you do in your private life if you're not showcasing it that's no one's you know place to, to judge you but if you're choosing to put things out that are in contradiction to maybe your message or whatever your audience it's, it's like yeah I do feel there is a sense of responsibility yeah um just for your actions and, and the things you say as well mm-hmm. publicly but 
we know so many people get cancelled at the same time so I don't also agree with that mm. because I feel like you need that space to learn and make a mistake yeah and, and you know especially improve. people that have been online since they were teenagers and then they're now fully grown adults and you're bringing out tweets from like 1995 <laughs> and it's like the poor girl was like 13 like yeah, she <laughs> you didn't know. know what she was doing yeah, and socially things change as well so things mm. that were socially acceptable to say back in the day they're not anymore mm-hmm. it's like unless people are saying those things in this social climate that we know it's not really acceptable yeah cool but you can't take something out it's like out of context you're yeah, taking something from back in the day and then bringing it now so i i, I also don't agree with this super cancel culture yeah um, because i think it's unfair yeah you know people just overlook all the good that someone's done and it's like boom you've said this one thing that's it you're finished Mm. it's like okay that's it you make very good points actually balance you know be responsible at the same time like you know be be caring a little bit more soft on people don't be so so harsh on each other that is great words great words um so you've mentioned that you want to be an actress you're doing um voice training course voice acting yeah yeah sorry voice acting what is your dream role I need to know this now oh my god I need to be a hijabi Disney princess yay I was hoping <laughs> you were gonna say that <laughs> that's the goal so. yeah. yeah just I think film has got such a powerful way of influencing people definitely that's what I loved that's why I really got became passionate about fashion obviously that wasn't the plan before mm-hmm. but Once I realised, wow, this is what has happened since one campaign, like the change, the movement, there was no such thing as a hijabi model before. There was no one, very few designers were collaborating with um, Muslim or like, you know, Middle Eastern designers. It Mm -hmm. wasn't that common. So this boom that's happened since then, I'm like, wow, if one thing can like, you know, create a, a ripple effect, then imagine what film can do because film is obviously... The impact, it's not so much stronger, but, you know, one image and then a two hour film, like what's going to absorb in your mind (laughs) naturally and Mm. the messages that you can put out there as well. And the stories, the main thing for me is just telling our stories by the people whose stories they are. Yeah. You know, um, the same way with journalists now, like we need journalists from all different backgrounds and cultures because you can't always have someone from a different demographic telling a story that they can't relate to that they're not it's just we're always seeing things from one lens basically mm. so we need to see it from from a yeah. different lens I uh, did film and media studies at college oh, cool. and university so I learned a lot about like the media and the different institutions mm. and you know how they are so responsible for your thoughts and your actions and yeah. how you feel about things and so for me, what you were saying is right. We need to have that kind of integration vertically. It needs to mm. be like people from all different backgrounds in these important institutions. So like yeah. in the media, in politics, mm. in the police, I could go on and on Everything, and on. Yeah. But it's important just so you get a better view of yeah. society. You know, And you kind of trust it like... Just generally speaking, you trust something more that it's going to be authentic. Yeah. When it's coming from the people who, who are, yeah, who of are that from origin, exactly. Origin, yeah. So that's that's my thing. Our stories haven't been told, and now with you know Black Panther and all these other films coming out, we can see again. There's that interest in okay, we want to target different audiences, yeah, um, and we want to tell different stories. But if it's the same people still, it's like okay, nothing's really changed. Yeah, nothing's really changing in a way. It's this very small change. So yeah. Yeah, it's just about being that change. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We've um, kind of got through those questions and now we're about to delve into the punch bowl. The punch bowl is a selection of questions from um, girls in the office, team members, a bit of social media. Um, I pull out the questions and ask them to you and then you answer answer them. them. So are you ready to mouth off? Yeah. Okie dokie, here we go. So question one, you can rewind or fast forward to any age. What age would you go to and why? Oh, wow. Yeah. I've I've been saying the closer I get to 30, I'm, I feel like my 30s are going to be my best years. Oh. I feel like the, your 30s are special. Yeah, uh, I'm in it. Are you in it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll really? let you know. You don't look, you look, I thought you were younger than me. Yeah, I'm two years into my 30s now. <laughs> so. Two years, you're not trying to... Yeah. <laughs> we can so, do the maths. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying though. You just, there's like another, you reach another level really yeah. because things that you used to be concerned with all of a sudden just do, do not what, matter that's what everyone's saying yeah, yeah you just stop caring. um oh my god i forgot the question so if i oh yeah rewind yeah maybe let me think what age i'd say like 14 15 yeah. my last year of secondary school around that age maybe yeah good okay, times i wasn't going back to bath but oh it's got <laughs> time for that that's long yeah, let's do that. <laughs> that age yeah teenagers yeah if you could only take one person to a desert island who would it be oh that's a tough one one person to a desert island mm. oh mom i love you but i'm gonna take my best friend nyla oh <laughs> yeah that would be nice yeah i'll take her <laughs> Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) If you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. I've got so many. I I can only have one, though. Well, let's start with one. Okay, superpower. I want the the ability to be able to speak any language in the world, like to just absorb information like a computer. Yeah. Like, not just photographic memory, just in general. Like, anything I see, like, I can just absorb information about everything. That would be good. Um, I, w- I want to say fly, but it's not that big of a deal, to be wow. honest. I don't really need to fly. Uh, 
Breathing underwater would be pretty cool. That'd be good. Yeah. I um, mean, I would say invisibility for me. I would say. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> creep around. <laughs> just creep <laughs> around everything, yeah. Just creep around, just seeing what people are doing. Yeah. Learn. I'm an observer. I'm very chilled back. Okay. And, you know, just listening to what's going on and stuff. So yeah. I like to do that, but like super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely want to be invisible. Yeah. Have you done a personality test before? I have. Have you done the, the, the 16 personality one? Yeah. The, do you we remember did it what in you the were? Office. No. Cause Oh no! I know. I was. I think you know when like an email goes round and everyone's talking about mm. it, but I was like really, really busy working on something and I did it. I don't think I like the outcomes. So I was like, delete. Oh no! <laughs> yes, but I, well, I'll try. Honest. I have to like look it up again. But yeah, it was. Yeah, quite do it again. It'll be, I think it's so accurate. Yeah, it's maybe so that's good. why I didn't like it. I was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so. What is the biggest misconception about you? I'm so in my own bubble. I'm like, I don't know what the haters are saying. I don't even care. <laughs> that's, good. that's a good place to be. Uh, yeah. Well, what is, I need to ask, what is my biggest? Well, that's good. You stay in that place. Yeah. yeah. You stay there. <laughs> that's a good place. my best place. friend. Like, be honest. What do people say about me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've got another question. What is your favorite thing about yourself? It could be ah. physical. It could be like a personality trait. This is so gas now. I don't know what my misconceptions are, but I've, I've got so many things I love. <laughs> <laughs> so gas. Okay, let me think. One of my favorite things I would say, um, I'm I'm quite forgiving. I'm pretty. I'm a pretty forgiving and just like I get over things really quickly mm. in a way. So I don't. I don't like hold grudges. Um, and I, I like That's to just. Really good. I like to just deal with situations. I mean, that can make me. Con- confrontational but <laughs> at least you're just thing. getting it out of the way you're yeah just doing getting it out of the way like I yeah. never I don't ever have like ill feelings like where I want to hold something because yeah. it's just I just can't deal with the anxiety so yeah <laughs> so I do like to just um deal with situations that is a good trait that is a good trait to have what was a defining life experience for you Ooh, hmm. I feel like you've had some really great I've moments had, so I've had something yeah a def- um do you know what Let's just do from the H&M thing, because I'll be honest, that kind of did change my life. Yeah. From one minute working part-time in a children's shop, yeah. and then, boom, you're just self-employed. So. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll say that was definitely defined. And it also forced me to find my purpose, because I thought, oh, yeah, I know I want to get into film, whatever, but I didn't really have a why. Yeah. Um, and I've also realised, I've learned, so, you can imagine, I've learned so much in this process. And one of the things I've learned is you learn more on the job than in theory. Mm. So even if I've studied this, done that, like I've learned more about fashion, just yeah. being in it, than if I had ever studied it or anything. Oh my so, God, I'm the same. Yeah. I, like my job in fashion, it was a complete accident. It wasn't something I set out to do. Really? Uh, yeah, How long have I, you been? Uh, I've been buying now for five years. Five, okay. Five going into six years maybe wow uh, and I started off in retail on the yeah. shop floor and then just by chance someone put me forward for a job and I got it and then moved into like buying and I've continued down wow. that path for a while now but yeah it was a bit of a random one yeah, so, yeah just sometimes you just get of, thrown into things when you learn on the job it's kind of like the best education isn't it definitely yeah as long as you, you want to do it then mm. it's like cool you know yeah. you'll learn you'll absorb it quickly okay so we've got one more are okay. you ready Yes. Okay, final question. Oh, what is your favourite thing to order on a menu? Ah. So it could be any cuisine in the world. Okay, it's I love Malaysian and Thai food. Oh, yeah. So, uh, cha kway tiao. Oh. <laughs> Just like a, a noodle dish, uh, Malaysian noodle dish that I love. Oh, that sounds yeah, really nice. Yeah, it's really good. 
Yeah, mm. I'm a new. Do you know what my my thing is? Like, if I go out to restaurants, I want to eat things that my mum doesn't cook at home. Yeah. So like, my mum's Pakistani, so we don't really eat noodles and yeah. stuff. So I'm like, you don't make this. I'm. Like, I don't want rice and chicken. I have rice and chicken at home. <laughs> I have that at home. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> so I'll try to order things that like. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't really. You know. Excellent. That's a yeah. good one. You pronounced it with such so. courage and conviction <laughs> as well. Get all from Malaysian. Sorry, sister. I, d- I point. <laughs> I just like, and this one? Yeah. <laughs> I try, I try. Only, that's the thing I always order. That's probably why. <laughs> well, uh, Maria, that is the end of the uh, punch bowl segment. Cool. You've done amazingly. Answered all the questions. There was no skips. Yes. Well done. God. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in today. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking to you and the Me insights too. on um, fashion and your career. I'm really excited to watch where you go and um, what you managed to achieve. Oh, thanks. So let everyone know where we can find you. So find me on Instagram mainly uh, at Maria Idrissi. Maria spelled like Mariah. I should be right under Mariah Carey. Uh, <laughs> yes. And Twitter's. And yeah, Twitter's all the same. So everything's Maria Idrissi, wherever you want to find me. Amazing. And any um, websites you want to plug for your charitable work or anything like that? Yes, you can check out Islamic Relief's work. They're like one of the best charities I've worked with. So Amazing. Well, thank you again for coming thank in. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Maria for joining us today. We can't wait to see what you do next and we can honestly say the world is a better place with you in it. I enjoyed Maria's insights on modesty and fashion, her consultancy work and being a responsible role model on her platform. Well guys, this has been Mouth Off Radio. I've been your host Paige Martin. Be nice, stay true to yourself and mouth off. Peace. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.